from the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast, with your hosts, Andy and Kendra Fletcher. As veteran homeschooling parents, Fletch and Kendra discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other in the gospel. The Homeschooling IRL podcast promises to be honest, transparent, and witty as they uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. So we've, we were kind of scratching our heads as to where to start this podcast. Uh-huh. We had a great idea. We yeah. have a term around our house <laughs> that comes up often about homeschooling. Oh, it's only because I text you in the middle of the week while you're at work. You, Kendra, do you want to share with our listeners what the, what the phrase is that's often texted to me in the middle of my workday? <laughs> I will, but I have to first give credit where credit is due. Because I was sitting in the middle of my homeschool room one day, teaching something, and this text came through, and I pulled my phone out of my pocket, and it was my girlfriend, whose one-line text to me was, homeschooling is a buzzkill. <laughs> Perfect. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Homeschooling yeah. is a buzzkill. Mm. Um. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Well, let me put it this way. When I'm texting you in the middle of the day, homeschooling is a buzzkill, or... Um, I think I'd rather, um, oh, many things than doing what I'm doing right now in the school room. <laughs> um, wh- What's wh- the most important thing you'd that? rather be doing than being in the school room? Um, Every day, what would you Sitting on the beach? Sitting on a beach. <laughs> no, a, we live, a beach, a specific beach. We don't live near a beach. Well, we do. Well, we live near a beach. If you lived in Kansas, we live near the beach. <laughs> <laughs> We live about three hours from So you want to go to the beach every day, and that's why homeschooling is a buzzkill. I'd like to homeschool on the beach. Yeah. You want to know why else it's a buzzkill? Hmm. I just got a text from one of our kids in the middle of our podcast. (laughs) It's like the kids interrupt everything we have to do. It's like they interrupt everything we have to do. Right. Especially those little ones. So here's the deal. Although we might say that, and it's a funny term we throw around, Mm. and it... It's used mostly just to get a reaction. We understand that. But it doesn't have to be, hmm. right? Yeah, but you didn't answer my question because oh, I asked. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is deflect. <laughs> Ask it again. Mm. When, I, when I text you that in the middle of the day, homeschooling is a buzzkill, what's the first thing that comes through your mind? That's because Kendra is not, or that's because Kendra has, or maybe you don't think that way. Okay, wait, I'll raise my hand. I know the answer to this question. <laughs> oh, oh, please. What was I thinking? What did, When you text me in the middle of the day, that what was, is it that I'm thinking? That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Actually, it was more of a statement. What I am thinking is typically, um, actually, a lot of things. Usually, I have unrealistic expectations, right? Right. Right. Because I... Um, tend to put far more on my plate than I can ever possibly accomplish in the 16 hours I'm awake. Whoa. Or you're... Minus 24? No. Six if you, hours. If I were to sleep eight hours. No, eight hours. That's right, eight. Right. Whew. I'm glad I'm not teaching math. <laughs> What's not... What did I say? In the, I said 16 hours How many hours, hours do I awake? sleep and then 16 hours that I'm awake and I was thinking... Oh, okay. I was trying to I do I thought you were math. making fun of me. No, because you're better at math than I am. 
<laughs> okay. So All right. Anyhow. So unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. What about uh, talk to me about comparisons? Well, I think they're wrapped up because my unrealistic expectations. Well, okay, no, I let me qualify that. My unrealistic expectations often come from my own head, but they're based on. Let me stop you for a second. Do you mean unrealistic unrealistic expectations for you or for our school? For our school. Okay. Yeah. I, I cut myself quite a bit of slack now that I'm in my 40s. But when I started homeschooling in my 20s, um, maybe those unrealistic unrealistic expectations were on myself. Um, but I think having spoken to so many homeschoolers over the years and um, hanging out with homeschoolers, we have these expectations that just don't match our realities. Okay. Yeah. So I would love to expect that when I read aloud to my children, which is a, something we do almost every day in our home, that they're just sitting quietly and listening. And maybe some of them are, you know, building with Legos very quietly or that's not. That happens. That's totally unrealistic. <clears throat> Completely unrealistic. And so then frustration. Well, often occurs. is that after they're done with an hour of Bible reading on the couch? <laughs> right. Okay, so we're cruising around in our day, homeschooling, mm-hmm. and you have these high expectations. No, high expectations aren't a bad thing. Okay. Okay, I take that back. All right. <laughs> what I mean is to have high goals or to um, have a high standard is not a bad thing. To say we really want to be a family that educates our children well is not a bad thing. But, but our expectations of what that looks like during the day really have to match our reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I guess what we're talking about, though, is the unrealistic expectations. Right. And a lot of those, because we've talked about this, uh, can also come from comparisons. Absolutely. So you watch someone down the street or in church or in your co-op and you think, man, they're doing it right. They're doing it well. They're doing it better. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly your expectations Go through the roof. Right. Or even, um, I recently wrote a blog post on the Preschoolers in Peace blog about snapshots in time. And I used a picture of our little boys in this little tent that they had pulled out in the living room. And so sweet, this little six and this five-year-old, little arms around each other, looking at a book together. And it was just precious. But um, it, it reminded me also of the picture I have of the two of them in the van, where one is... Um, screaming ferociously because he's just been violated and the other one's got this huge grin on his face <laughs> because yeah. he did the violating. And I'm thinking, you know, oftentimes we see that perfect little picture and we think, oh, their kids are so great or, wow, they really have done well or they're, they must be really good parents or how come their kids get along? Or, But we don't see the, you know, smacking each other over the head in the back of the van as often. That that's, the pro- yeah, that's the problem with Instagram. You only see the cute pictures. Yes, correct. So yeah. we have these crazy comparisons. Mm-hmm. How does that transfer into being a buzzkill? Oh. Because we're chugging along with our day, mm-hmm. and we think it's supposed to be one thing, and we're getting frustrated mm-hmm. because we're not accomplishing. It's not looking like the picture in my head. Or in the mm-hmm. homeschooling journal. Which, you know, those aren't real families. Those are like stock (laughs) photos. Okay. And it's so funny you said that because I write a column for a magazine, a homeschooling magazine, and I don't think they've ever used 
any photos of my kids or like of our family, which but is not a problem. Something, no. Well, that's, and I could send maybe them our pictures. Family is so. not photogenic for a magazine. <laughs> And they've never asked. asked. (laughs) They've never asked us. Ah, man. (laughs) Again, we are beautiful in podcasting. (laughs) That's right. Wait a minute. This is homeschooling in real life. We probably need to put our real pictures up on the show notes page. I have. What do you see me? Mm. So, my point. No Photoshop. Yeah, well, and your point is those photographs are staged. Sure. Yeah. A lot is staged. Yeah. So. Uh, so then you're watching this and you have this like, oh, wow, we're not doing it like our houses aren't as clean or as sterile or as white or. Push, come over to my house. Yeah. So then you, <laughs> when you're looking at it in the midst of it and you're looking out at your own homeschool where you've got like paste on everything. And yeah. Sharpie markers on everything. And. I don't know. What is it? It's probably not just us. Our listeners are going to probably get this. Like, I don't think, do we have any Crayola crayons that are in, like, its original piece? That aren't, like, <laughs> broken in half? No. All right, so. And every, every little wrapper's been taken yeah, off. Yeah, and you look at it and you just get frustrated and say, homeschooling's a buzzkill. Yeah. That is not. Well, what. look, I, in anybody's work, in it doesn't matter what you do, it is... I think it's a goal to have some sort of sense of an accomplishment, right? Or you create something and you get to see the finished product. Well, everything a homeschooling mom creates is somehow destroyed, it seems. It feels that way some days. So I make breakfast or I oversee breakfast being made and then it's eaten and it's gone, it's destroyed. Now we have a kitchen mess to clean up. So that beautiful kitchen that I went to bed with the night before is now... A mess. I've been worrying about you for again. years, going to bed with beautiful kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> Reality, the kitchen was beautiful until about 11 p.m. Oh, we homeschool with teenagers. Yeah, right. That's when fourth meal starts. Male, male And teenagers. for some reason, like, male teenagers like to eat eggs. Oh, god. Uncleansable at midnight. Actually. They, lo- they lose vision, too. They cook, and then they lose vision. <laughs> I I thought I cleaned the dishes. Okay, so, you know, Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast, Mm -hmm. is not just about complaining and griping. What what are some suggestions? What what do we see? So, I mean, it's not, you can't just sit there and say, homeschooling is a buzzkill, and then say it again the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Exactly. And there are proactive solutions to things. And one of the things I think I've learned most um, from a dear, wiser a homeschooler than I am down the path from me um, is to hold our plans loosely because ultimately I I need to make a plan, right? I mean, the Bible tells us that that when we don't have any sort of vision, we perish. The people perish without a, a vision, right? So I can say, these are our goals. These are our overarching um, goals and desires to hit uh, in our, our homeschool. But along the way, I have to be really sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish in our lives that day. So this happened this week on a Monday. My day fell apart from one end of the day to the other. And about halfway through, I said, okay, Lord, apparently this is, this is what you have for me, not what I had carefully planned out for the day. Sure. So it's, it's that idea that we, we still make these plans. We have sort of a skeleton or a backbone to the day or to what our year's going to look like, but really none of us is in control of that. And so 
we need to hold those plans loosely. So that would be one. Yeah, I know one of the things approach. we said we we're going to talk about in a future podcast, and there's a bunch planned. We got some cool stuff coming, but we've, mm. we're going to talk about the subject of pride mm-hmm. in homeschooling, mm-hmm. and so that's another another place to kind of attack this proactively. Yeah, I don't know what it is about our American culture and the women, but we cannot ask for help. I, I just don't know what I, I see in in even in. In second world, third world countries, people have household help. Like if there's extra money, that's what they spend it on. And I realize, you know, we have dishwashers and washers and dryers and we have convenience items and life is easier here. And so we don't always need that. But, but we need to just drop the guilt. If we need help, if having a mother's helper come in, you know, or, or having somebody, if you can't afford a housekeeper once a week, once a month, ask to have that housekeeper once a year to bail you out. Even that, if I knew somebody was coming once a year and could really help me get in, dig in and clean, there's some hope in that. Sure. Just dropping this female pride or whatever it is that keeps us from being able to say, this is really hard. Homeschooling is really hard and I need help. And dads, uh, here's my suggestion to you as a homeschooled dad blogger. I try and give advice where I can and I recommend only things that I think have worked. Um, this is one of the times you can swoop in and provide what? A mental health day. Woo-hoo. And say, hey, you know what you need to do today? You need to go fold to up the, the books. Well, Kendra, you need to go to the beach. <laughs> Thanks. Your honey. wife might need to go to the park or go to a girlfriend's house right. or have a day at whatever. I don't know what Target. people do. Tar- whatever. That's not really a mental health. Well, there's popcorn at Target. So I heard there's an a amen. mental health day. We have no live audience, but I heard it. All those women said, amen. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so, but you know, that's one of the things you can do. Yeah. You know, let's acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. You need a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, and I'm not ripping on public schools, but you know, public schools, they get like these, uh, in service, in service days. And mm-hmm. so get, take an in service day yep. or an out service day. And, Amen. and you know, when I say go to the beach, I don't mean some lame homeschool beach day where you're counting <laughs> seashells or like oh let's go do a unit study on the lighthouse yeah seriously drop the unit study yeah, for the so mental health day here's what you do you go to the beach and you put your chair in the sand and you <laughs> dig your toes in and your kids play yeah and you take a mental health day amen so homeschooling doesn't have to be a buzzkill no and and lest we put any more pressure on anybody if you can't get to a beach if you can't spend extra gas money, by all means, pack a picnic and take a long walk with your kids, you know, or, or whatever it means to you, put a movie on in the yeah, afternoon. I'll be the first pop, one popcorn. to say it's okay yeah. to turn on the television. Yep. I know people like to think that's a school killer, but mm. so, Hey, you know what? First episode of homeschooling in real life. Homeschooling mm. is a buzzkill. Yeah. I think we'll get bumper stickers made. <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> With our faces on it. Oh, no. No. (laughs) No, bad, bad idea. Uh. Hey, it's that time in the podcast we're calling Adventures in Mango Land. And uh, if we're going to do homeschooling in real life, we're going to introduce you, our listeners, to our family. So uh, this week, Kendra's up in the schoolroom with one of our little guys talking about this topic and uh, just really sharing her heart a little bit here. So listen in. I'm here in the schoolroom of our little house, and I'm here with my buddy Christian. Hello. Christian, how old are you? 
Mm, three. Oh my goodness. Three. Yep. Three plus three. You're six. Christian is six. And what are you doing right now, buddy? No, I'm four plus four. I'm I'm two plus two. Okay. Christian is supposed to be doing his math, but instead he's um doing what? Mm, recording with you. Oh yeah, awesome. So we are about four days back from Italy and France right now. That was great. But I'm home, and there's no easy entry. You hit the ground running after vacation. So I've been doing about six loads of laundry per day. Yep. Yep. And um, we came home to some behavioral issues. Yep. Whose? Uh, Joe's and Ansley's. Oh, mm, yeah, that's nice. Not yours? Yep, not mine. You were awesome while we were gone? Yeah. Wow. Out of the mouth of a six-year-old's very creative mind. Do you know what that means? No. No. And uh, so I just wanted to encourage you that in this time of craziness this week and um, lots of things that I had dropped the ball on while we were gone, I have had to just ask God for help. Um, And that's right where he wants us, I think. When we are weak, he is strong. And that's the best part of homeschooling in real life. You say bye, buddy? (coughs) Who am I talking to? (laughs) You're talking to all the people listening to us. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Hey, as we wrap up this edition of Homeschooling in Real Life and uh, episode two that Homeschooling is a Buzzkill, we're going to do this segment called Pillow Talk. And that's because, you know, a lot of times Kendra's been thinking about something all day long. And when I finally get home and we finally get the kids put to bed and we finally kind of settle down for the night, that's when she brings in the big topic. But the problem is what? The problem is you're tired and you're sleeping. Yeah. And so she's always like making me talk through this, but we thought it'd be a fun segment. So what it is for us in, in uh, homeschooling in real life, is it the kind of our final thoughts on something? Maybe we've already talked about it in the studio when we recorded it, but maybe a few more thoughts we wanted to add on. So we're calling it pillow talk, just uh, kind of our end of the day thoughts. And actually the funny thing about this episode is this really is pillow talk. Only we're not on our own pillows. We're recording live from, from the Amalfi coast in Italy, where we just um, celebrated with our niece yesterday as she was married here. And I'm not kidding you as we had the ceremony, which you Fletch officiated, which was really awesome to, yeah. to see. Uh, Mount Vesuvius was in the background. So it would be perfect for a homeschooling mom to notice that, isn't it? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a big mountain. Kendra's like, that's Mount Vesuvius. And she's spouting off all the dates that it erupted. And I'm like, that's a big mountain in the background. AD 79. Yeah, thanks. So um, for our final thoughts on uh, homeschooling as a buzzkill, is there anything you want to add on? Yeah, you know, as I was thinking about this, I realized that for so many of us, or at least I know for me for so long, admitting that this is difficult or that there were days I didn't like it, maybe even years I didn't like what I was doing, but I knew it was what God had called us to. Um, That ability to just admit it and own it and be able to say, hey, this isn't great or homeschooling's a buzzkill or I'm exhausted or the kids are really driving me insane today or whatever it is. I think as homeschoolers, we don't always feel like we have the freedom to admit that. 
Yeah, and I would just add on that um, as I listen through what we recorded is um, just be able to tell someone that. Now, you may be in a situation where you can't. Uh, maybe even you're, you don't want to tell your husband or your wife that, man, this just sucks. Or you don't have friends because your friends just are doing it all perfectly. And uh, I would just encourage you, if you want to make contact with us, you can uh, just by writing a comment in the blog post or by emailing us uh, through the website. Our emails are there. And we'd love to, you know, talk more on this. Hey, um, this was a fun first episode. And don't forget, um, you're, you have the freedom to say that homeschooling is a buzzkill. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Good night. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to find other homeschooling radio programs, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL or on Twitter at homeschool IRL.